everybody. It's Sherry again from The Writing Glitch. This time, my guest is Lavana Roth. Lavana Roth primes you so that you can ignite your shine. Oh, gosh. Tell us a little bit about what Ignite Your Shine is, Lavana. Oh, Sherry, thank you for having me. So Ignite Your Shine is, wow, I was going after an education, what it is about being smart and wanted to blow that box apart. And so I thought, okay, it's about being smart. And then someone said to me that I would never change the definition of smart. And part of my personality, Sherry, you might have already known this, but I was like, watch me. (laughs) And then the other part was like, "Mm, what if they're right? (laughs) There's always that self-doubt that can creep in. But yeah, I ended up thinking of the word shine and I knew exactly what I wanted it to be. And it just, it fell into place. It made sense. And yes, ignite your shine. Ignite your shine. Welcome. And we're going to have to talk a little bit more about what shine means in just a minute. But for everybody here, this podcast series is about the restoring our hope with these emotional kids these and helping these kids work through these outbursts so that we can really start school strong this coming year. And one of the things, one of the reasons I wanted to bring Lavana on this summit is because she wrote the foreword for Math Disconnected. Oh no, you keep hearing about this book that's coming out this fall, but I actually pulled up the file and I am going to not necessarily be watching you because I want to read a portion of what she wrote in the foreword. Lavana, this might take you back. And then I want you to think about when you were writing this, where you were. So I want to get a deeper understanding of your heart as I read this. Despite my best efforts to avert eye contact with my teacher, pretending to search for my pencil or imagining I was invisible, the moment came when I slowly walked on the Board, hoping that something would happen so I didn't have to be in front of everyone. Math anxiety set in early on and being shy, fear of being judged. This combination did not work for my favor when I was required to do math in a public setting. Thinking back to geometry in high school, I passed with a C and to this day, I believe that I got that C because my teacher felt sorry for me. Thank you, Mrs. Rhombus. I love that you used that, by the way, not her real name. The turning point came for me when I was earning my education degree. I had to take a class on teaching math. And for the first time in my life, my professor put math manipulatives in front of me. For the first time in my life, I began to understand math. I could see what was happening. I could see the concepts unfold before me. I could see how the world of math could be viewed from another perspective. That is just so beautiful. And then it goes on to share another chance and change and increase of understanding when you met John Lee and then when you met myself. And it was just the most beautiful response to and forward for this book. It, I, I literally, tears were coming down my eyes when I read it the first time. Oh, I love, not that I made you cry, that's not great, but at the same time, to know that it touched your heart, it's this, Sherry, you and John Lee both have touched a lot of hearts, and I'm super excited about the hearts that are yet to come. I think about, as you read that, I'm like, oh yeah, going back to so much of my life, not feeling like I was good enough, 
feeling that I needed to prove myself and I was a overachiever and could still fight that at times. People pleaser can still fight that at times. It's an ongoing battle, but I do know that I am enough. Like I have learned and really stepped into that and understanding it's a journey and a process with that. But at the time, math or school in general, it made me feel so stupid, which is why when I referenced earlier with Shine wanting to break down that box and we're so good in education about putting people and students. And again, I don't think this is ill-intentioned, but we're good at putting them into a box of reading, writing, math, and science. And we're on this mission to really, like, how do you, how do you go beyond that? How do you shine? And when you do that internally, then that carries into the external things such as reading, writing, math, and science. So I just, I think about teachers that have impacted me. I think of people like you and John Lee that have impacted me. I think of family members and those that, in again, impact can be a positive and a negative. It depends. I will say definitely everyone I'm referencing right now has been positive, but there was a time in my life where I didn't feel that way about myself. And like I said, I still have my moments. I'm still trying to figure that out at times, but for the most part, just grateful that I have and understanding that so much of that is internal. And that just because I may not be the best at something or may not be strong at something such as math, that was the challenge for me so much, doesn't mean that I'm not enough. It doesn't mean that I'm stupid. As a matter of fact, it's the opposite. It's We say it, ignite your shine. Every person is gifted. The question is how. I love that. I didn't remember you saying that before, but it totally makes sense with everything that you're working on. Could you delve into Shine a little bit? And yes, everybody that gets the companion course is going to see this video. So please go through the motions that go along with Shine. Yes. So I actually became a teacher for the deaf. That was my degree. So we incorporate some sign. And so since this is video, I'll go ahead and teach a little bit of it, if that's okay. Please do. Okay. For those of the listening, I will also try to describe at the same time. So when we talk about S and shine, we talk about self. What are your strengths, gifts, skills, and talents? So it's, in other words, what are you good at doing? And we're, we so easily focus on all of our deficits, what we're not good at doing. I'm not the best. I'm not doing it right. People are better. Scratch all of that. What are you good at doing? And so in sign, the sign for S for self, if you put your thumb out like you're hitchhiking and then turn your hand 180 degrees, I love that you're doing this, Sherry. Yes, 180 degrees. So if you think about, if you put your thumb out like you're in a hitchhike where your rings would hit, that should be against your chest. And so that's exactly right. Yes, so self. So really, again, you're focusing on you, what you do well and what you bring to the table that complements anyone else that you're with. So they may have different strengths, but that's beautiful. You complement each other with that. H and shine is heart. In other words, passion, right? What lights you up, what gets you going with is that fire. What do you find that you all of a sudden are like, how in the world has it been two hours? I just sat down because you're so into it. It's that flow that Mihai Chick that Mihai relates to or has done the research on. So H is heart. Like I said, we didn't do P for passion because that would be ignite your spine and it doesn't work <laughs> quite as well as shine. So heart is again, passion. And so we do modify this sign, but if you take your middle fingers, and where your heart is, trace the shape of a heart. So just use your middle fingers to trace the shape of a heart on your chest where your heart is. Beautiful. And that is about passion, right? So the two together are the what we call the shine spot because you have your strengths, gifts, skills, talents. But if you're missing a passion, you burn out. If you have a passion and you're super loving it, but you're not good at it, that might be more like a hobby. <laughs> so it's the two together that create that shine spot. 
And then I in shine is inspire. So life is going to throw the curveballs. Things are going to happen. So even though you have this beautiful package about you with your strengths, gifts, skills, talents, and your passion, life's still going to throw the curveball. So how do you stay inspired? So inspire in sign language, if you put your fingertips together on each hand, so my right hand, all my fingers are together, left hand, all the fingers together, bring it down by your belly, and then you're going to bring it up and open. So if you think of your hands being like full of confetti and throwing the confetti, yes. Or if these are flowers that are blooming, Sherry, that looks amazing. Yes. So inspire, right? So how inspired are you? And let your body language, your facial expression show that. And in shine is navigate, meaning I've described all of these great things. It's about you putting that into action. So how will you navigate challenges? What do you want your story to be? What are your goals? And so how do you put all of the things that we've been talking about into action? And so navigate, we do actually change the sign. Navigate oftentimes is signed as search, which it's like you're putting the half circles up above your head. But we change that because it's not what we mean as search. What we mean is your path, your journey. So we're going to modify this one. If you put your hands parallel, yep, and you wind them along like a winding road. So they're parallel, just move them along. This is what life we believe is really about. It's about taking all that greatness about you, putting to action. So even though you have the goals in front of you, most of the time we don't go straight to a goal. Oftentimes we get off the path, but that's where we learn our lessons. We gain strengths and superpowers. And then we get back on the path and we're like, oh, wait, hold on. Life just happened again. So I'm over here. What if that's actually how life is supposed to be? That's what we adopt is that we were meant to get off the path, back on, off the path. And then Ian is exceptional. So Ian Shine is exceptional because you are becoming the exceptional person you were meant to be, not anybody else who you were meant to be. And so exceptional, if you are right-handed, you're going to put your left hand up for sign language. If you are left-handed, you put your right hand up. Okay. So I'm right-handed. So I have my left hand up. My hand is facing me with the number one up. In sign language, this represents the number one or it can represent a person. So I think about this being a person and they're standing in a crowd of people. So what you're going to take is your dominant hand and you're going to grab, think of the head, the top of your number one, that person, and you're going to pull them up and across your body. Beautiful, Sherry. That looks awesome. Yep. And so we think of you're pulling them out because they are exceptional. That was awesome. Yes. So that is what shine stands for. And there's a little bit of sign to go along with that. I love it. I knew those signs because you and I've worked together for a time and I was following some of the trainings that you've been teaching I mentioned Prime to Shine, and what I'm referring to is your consulting, where you're teaching other people how to become consultants in the education environment, and that's where your Prime to Shine program fits in, and I was part of that program for a little while, and I'm so grateful. You've taught me a tremendous amount about creating a program for teachers and therapists. As you were talking Though I kept thinking about one of the activities that you teach the kids with the Prime to Shine or the Ignite Your Shine program, and that is body awareness. And I've taken it and I have used it with a bunch of my students when I was still working directly in the schools. And it was one of your first lessons for kindergarten or first grade where they're looking at the body and trying to help the kids understand twos and ones and where the top of your head is and the bottom and really the in-depth 
look that you had into understanding oneself was amazing. So I just want to thank you. I really appreciated that particular lesson because a lot of my kids do not understand body at all. I'm glad that was so helpful, Sherry, because we do. We have a lot of activities and it's been so much fun just watching as you experienced seeing not only students grow, but teachers grow too, or educators or adults. It's, we all come with our own stories, so to speak, and to be able to become more self-aware of different things that are happening. So I'm glad that was useful, Sherry. And yes, Prime to Shine has been a, so much fun. I'm, it was great having you in and still consider you part of the P2S family. <laughs> yep. Yep. Thank you. I do miss the P2S family. You just recently had your annual workshop where you bring all the P2Sers together. And I saw the picture and my heart went, I should have been there. I was a little preoccupied with things that I'm working on as well. So I wouldn't have been able to go even if I was start still directly involved with P2S. But thank you. Is there an activity that you can share for the teachers, the therapist, and the parents to help kids? Is there one activity that is like your favorite to help with these kids overcome emotional outbursts? Ooh, a favorite. Actually, there is one. And it's funny though, because we're going to dive pretty deep, pretty fast, because it is the one I would say is the hardest to do. So I would recommend waiting in, which by the way, at igniteyourshine.com, all of our lessons are free there. So anyone can go there and see the family ones, the education ones, and check those out. And but there, so I would to have some conversation around what are your strengths, gifts, skills, and talents. And we don't get into the nitty-gritty of which ones you're born with and which ones you develop. But bottom line is what are you good at doing and having some of those conversations and then recognizing passion. But the one that is the most impactful is we have a student, for example, or students cut out the shape of a heart out of the old school construction. You like take construction paper, copy paper, fold it in half, right? And you cut out half of a heart, which when you unfold it, then it becomes a full heart. On one side, we ask for them to put down what are the things that have been said to them that have been hurtful or even about from themselves. So I might put down like stupid, right? So it's not, this is why it's not an easy one to do at first most impactful though, most powerful. So they do that on the one side and they put all the different things that they've either thought about themselves or things have been said. Then we crumble the heart and we open it back up and we talk about, will this heart ever be the same? And obviously the answer is no. And we ask students like try really hard to get it all the way back to how it was, but it's impossible. So whoever said sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Lies, right? It does hurt. So when we say things to others, when we say things to ourselves, it does hurt. Then we have students flip it over to the blank side and we have them write what are the things they know that are true about them, their passions that they have, the strengths that they have, things that they're good at doing, and they fill that heart up with that. And that can be an ongoing piece. Like if it's at home, for example, or in an office because you're doing some clinical work, have them take that heart and continue to add to the heart. And what it is that we talk about the fact that what is on the, that side is actually true, right? That's what they need to remember that what's on the other side or what other people's opinions and sometimes our own negative self-talk. And in some cases, if someone's doing like what we call a shine-tastic journal, they will put glue on the negative side and glue it down into the journal so that it reminds them that I don't need to listen to that. This is the truth. This is who I am. I love that. I have a mask that I do a very similar activity where I talk about on the one side of the mask, what is it that 
that I'm asking teachers, what is it that the kids are telling you about themselves? And one of the words that I hear a lot is the word lazy. The kids feel like they're lazy, but some a lot of times it's the teacher's perspective thereof. So on the other side of the mask, I ask the teachers, what are you thinking about the kids? And then we look at that fine line in between, which is really where the truth is. There's this side, there's falsehoods, this side, there's falsehoods. It's inside the mask that the true identity lies. Oh, I love that. I love that. Love that. That is, we need to have more of those conversations. The biggest thing that comes from this with, I'm pretty sure this is probably what you experienced too, Sherry, is that people realize they're not the only one that has these thoughts, right? And they're not the only one that puts on a mask. We all do for different reasons, different times. Yeah. And I have chosen a mask that is a somewhat of a see-through, it's opaque, but yet you can see through it because there are so many times that the mask is somewhat camouflaged. Yes. And even to ourselves, we can see through it, but are we going to pass through it? That whole metaphor as well as it not being totally opaque. Oh, we need more of this out there. Keep going, Sherry. Keep going. (laughs) Keep going. So you really are impacting that social emotional learning for these kids. And I know you've been out there speaking about social emotional learning and Ignite Your Shine to a lot of teachers across the country. You just got back from somewhere. I don't know where you were the last time because you were out talking to some teachers. What were some of the takeaways that you heard from the teachers over the last couple of weeks? Yeah. So it's, I've had actually the privilege of working with educators and you probably saw the Minnesota one, but then also a huge group of 1200 in San Antonio. And they were anywhere from directors of tech. They were nurses. They were, it was all across the board working with data systems for students to some teachers, administrators. So it was a really neat audience. And what I love is just the stories that I hear afterwards, because again, when we share about ourselves and we become vulnerable, then other people, like I said, realize they're not alone. And that's one of the things that came up. I remember one particular gentleman came up and he came to me three times and just kept saying, I can't even begin to explain what this is like. And I used to have a passion for this and I used to have a passion for that. And I remember this mentor who made an impact on me and I don't know where they are today. And I was just like, this is incredible. I'm just people having and coming up and wanting a hug. But of course I share in the beginning or at some point, I'm like, by the way, I'm a hugger. <laughs> so if you want a hug, bring it in. COVID was very hard for me because of that. But yeah, it's the impact of realizing, or I share story, my own personal story, but then I also share stories of my daughter with permission. And they sometimes will have a relationship with, whether it's a niece or a nephew or their own child and a similar experience. And just a big piece of what it is We have the quote by RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, that says, fight for the things that you care about, but do it in a way that leads others to join you. And that's what we're about. Like, we're going to encounter people who don't do nice things at times. We're going to encounter circumstances that we don't agree with or different beliefs and opinions. But are we doing and having those conversations and respect with each other that may not be always the easiest, but if we come from it in a way of wanting to connect and learn from each other, then it brings a lot of those barriers down. And that's what I find with shine is that's a piece of it, plus the barrier of protection that a lot of times we can put up, that wall of protection begins to come down. And so educators sharing, I'll be honest, it shocked me. This was designed entirely for students. 
That's what Ignite Your Star was about. But I had educators, administrators, board of ed, police officers just coming up and saying, you have no idea how badly I needed this. And I was like, what? Oh my goodness, this is a human thing. Yeah. And that's when the light bulb went off. Like we, It's about all of us. It's about all of us. Yeah. And I believe that's why I was drawn in to take your course is because I was feeling that as well. And oh gosh, what is that? About three years ago now that I took that course. And it is amazing how much you grow when you really start to look at that introspection, which is that word that talks about your own feelings and look at your perception of the world and how those negative thoughts and those bizarre thoughts that you can come up with really do mess up how how you portray yourself in the world. Yes. So often untrue, but we've created these stories or these reasons of that. We begin to believe it's true and it's not most of the time. Yeah. I love that ring true for you. And you recognize that and that you've done the work and it's always ongoing work. (laughs) And it's not always fun (laughs) to dig into your past and things of what are the way you are and the way that you think negative things at times. I mean, you like in general as humans, but it's fascinating to me. Like I, I do, I actually enjoy doing the work now. It's been hard, but it's, you see the progress and you see the belief and the change and it's worth it. Yeah. So everybody who is seeing this in the companion course is seeing my other new book that just came out in April. It's called Becoming You. And the, it's an anthology of 15 authors. And I am, I think, chapter six. And I talk about in that book, going from thinking about going to a hotel to commit suicide to where I am today and where I'd like to be in the future. And really some of the things that I've had to work through. And I have adopted the, with John Lee's help and support and guidance along the way, as well as yours and some others, but I'm using the word impact Impact is interoception, metacognition, perseverance, action, consistency, and transcendence to lead. So impact to lead lead stands for love with excellence, abundance, and diligence. So that is one of the my the book after Math Disconnected is published. I've been working on this other one along the way, and that is the foundation of that book. First of all, Sherry, I definitely want to back up for a second and recognize the growth that you have made from what you just shared from where you were at one point to where you are now. That is incredible. And look at what, like, this is what I wish every human could understand is you have so much value to offer when you give yourself the chance and you changed and shifted where you were headed to give yourself a chance. And look, we would have had none of that. We wouldn't have had you as a P2Ser and dear to our hearts with that. We wouldn't have the content and the brilliance of what you bring. You recognizing what you've been through to share that with others, to make an impact, love the acronym. And then was it LEAD? Is that the one that you did the abundance and love, the excellence, abundance, and diligence? Yes. All those things. And I appreciate how an impact the last one being transcendence, because that's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs with looking at self-actualization. That's to end looking up. Looking at the growth of the seed all the way up to the tree 
and what we have to go through to get to that point. Yes, exactly. Yes. I love that you're here with us, Sherry. I'm glad you made a different choice. (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad that we've met. I'm glad that we've had this connection called Jenna Lee and that we've both grown by knowing her and wait till she hears this part of the conversation when she returns from her trip. But so we are taking in the discussions that we have that we're contributing to this summit. We are taking the characters from the book and we are going to talk about them. And I know that you have read some pieces of the book and listening to some of the introduction and some like that. But we are going to take Mr. Grapner and we're going to talk about him. We're going to take Brian and Tanisha and Holly, and we are going to talk a little bit more about them, where these characters came from, how they were developed, and look at how our lives have intersected. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that conversation comes to pass. And that'll be something we record next week. Good. I can't wait to hear that because it's very cool the approach you all take with students and giving them names and scenarios and then watch what you do with it. Yay. I want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on today, Lavana. I appreciate that. And thank you for allowing me to read that little segment from the foreword of the book. Is there anything that you'd like to share? Tell us how to get a hold of you um, before we close today. Yes, but thank you, Sherry. It's an honor to have wrote the forward to know both of you and just the gift that you're giving to the world. So I thank you again for all of that. It's very cool to see and to watch people go after their dreams and grow. You may not know what it's going to look like, but it's incredible to see when it happens through the, all of the ups and downs that come with it. And yes, so people can go to igniteyourshine.com. So igniteyourshine.com. Also on social media with at Ignite Your Shine, or unless you're on Instagram, it's at Ignite Your Shine now. And then I'm at Lavana Roth. So I spell it because I know I have a unique name, but it's L-A capital V as in Victor, O-N-A and Roth is R-O-T-H. And so all handles with that at Lavana Roth. You can find me there too on social media. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on today. This has been Sherry from The Writing Glitch, your host here at the Emotional Kids Summit. And thank you again, Lavana, for being here. My pleasure. Thank you. I hope to be in touch with everyone else.